This is Blake Lindsay, and I want to personally welcome you to Zig Ziglar's Inspire Podcast. We certainly want to send a special welcome to our first-time visitors. We're glad you found us and hope you take somebody back with you next week and the week after that. And, of course, you get the picture. We do this every week, and we're glad to be here at Ziggler.com. Today, we are listening to one of the classics by Zig Ziglar. I'm happy to admit that this happens to be one of my favorites and maybe yours, too. Zig talks about how everything happens because of selling. Now, you may not think of yourself as a salesperson, but as Zig points out, everyone is in sales. And because of your ability to help other people solve their problems with your ideas, innovations, products, or services, you make the world a better place. Please join me as we listen together to Zig speaking to an audience about the proud profession of sales. I was going to start this thing with a little story I tell that didn't knock your hair out. But I noticed several of you fellows have already heard it. Uh, so I certainly won't go into that at this particular moment. I'm going to uh, start simply by saying this. Uh, years and years and years ago, I was flying in on a plane, which is generally the way I fly. Seated next to an old boy, could never notice he had his wedding band on the index finger of his left hand. Well, I commented on it. I said, fella, I can't help but notice you got your wedding band there on the wrong finger. He said, yeah, I married the wrong woman, you know. <laughs> well, as I've been saying for years, I don't know if he married the wrong woman or not, but I do know that most people have a lot of wrong ideas about what the professional salesperson is, what they represent, what they do, and the contributions they make. So I'll start by reinforcing what Brian was talking about with some questions. How many of you uh, really believe you sell a pretty good product? Can I see your hands, all right? How many of you believe you sell an extraordinarily good product? How many of you sell a product that solves a problem? Can I see your hand? How many of you believe that when you sell a product that solves a problem, you deserve a profit? Can I see your hand? How many of you believe if you sell two products that solve two problems, you deserve two profits? Can I see your hand? How many of you been selling as long as a year? Can I see your hand? How many of you have still got every dime you've ever earned in the profession of selling? Can I see your hands? How many of you have got customers that are still using and benefiting from what you sold them a year ago, two years ago, ten years ago, even longer? Can I see your hand? All right. Then who's the big winner? The customer, all right. Then is the sales process something you do to somebody or something you do for somebody? Then why would you hesitate ever to be willing to do something nice for somebody else? Can I see your hand? Now, one of the things that uh, happens to me periodically, somebody thinking they're paying me a compliment will say, you know, they tell me you could sell anything to anybody. I said, you have just described a con artist. A professional salesperson cannot and will not sell anything unless he clearly or she clearly understands that the customer is the big winner in the transaction. That's what the professional salesperson does. Uh, the message is very clear. Make certain the customer is the big winner if you're going to build a permanent sales career. And to do that, you must sell product, our goods, our services, where you know and are very comfortable, your conscience is absolutely clear, you know that when you leave that prospect that is now a customer, that they're going to be the big winners. 
Now, I want to tell you, I'm very proud to be a salesman. And a lot of people don't realize this, but America was literally discovered by a salesman. Not by any stretch of imagination could you accuse Christopher Columbus of being a navigator. Uh, here's looking for India. He missed it 12,000 miles. Now, folks, that is not uh, navigation. You might say, well, was he a salesman? Well, he was an Italian in Spain, way out of his territory. Only had one prospect to call on, and if they said no, he's got to swim back home. He really had to do some selling. Then when he got aboard those five ships, and a lot of people don't realize he started with five, but two of them didn't go over the side. Uh, uh, on the trip, he literally had to keep on selling in order to keep on sailing. Uh, not only that, but he had to make a sale before he even got aboard the ships because Isabella and Ferdinand of Spain kept saying to him, Chris, price too high, can't afford it. You know, I mean, just, just can't buy it. We don't have any money, actually. And as I understand it, though this is not verbatim, and since I was not there, I can't say this with certainty, but what he said to them, he said, uh, look, Izzy, uh, for Isabella, I'm not certain as I say that's the term he used, but he says, you got that string of beads around your neck. Why don't we take them down to the pawn shop, hock it, and finance the deal that way? Well, historically speaking, they literally had to make special arrangements in order to get there. We were discovered by a salesman. We were populated by a salesman. Sir Walter Raleigh toured the coffee houses of London, persuading those people to leave the security, quote, of their homeland to go into a foreign land where he had no guarantee on anything at all. And he sold, and because of that, he was able to bring people into America. We were freed by salesmen. George Washington, now I want you to consider this. How many of you are sales managers? Can I see your hands, please? All right. Uh, he had to do a super sales job. He said, look, what are we going to do? Going to go to war against the most powerful nation on earth, big army, big navy. Uh, we're going to rebel and we're going to fight those people. And I got to tell you, be completely honest, if we win this war, I'm not going to be able to pay you. Sorry about that. Uh, if we lose it, they're going to hang you to the highest tree. Now, if you sales managers sometimes think you have trouble recruiting, just think about George. I mean, now he really had to do a sales job. We were freed by a salesman. We were expanded our territory by a salesman, Lewis and Clark. You know, first 175 years after the people got here, we were still just on the verge of the Appalachian Mountains. Lewis and Clark studied what the British had done, so they set up trading posts manned by salespeople so that when they went westward, they could get the supplies that was necessary. Necessary. So we were not only uh, freed by a salesman, discovered by a salesman, populated by a salesman, and expanded by a salesperson, but today you as salespeople are completely responsible for goods and services you sell. Our whole economy depends on it. How many of you uh, are required to have a little piece of paper that you write the order on when you, uh, when, when you go out and make a sale? Most everybody at one point or another has to use paper. Is that not true? Well, you see, that paper didn't start out as paper. It started out as a tree. Now, what had to happen, we had to go out in the woods, cut the tree down, and then haul it to the paper mill. Now, had you not made the sale, there'd been no need for that. In the paper mill, there are hundreds of people involved in manufacturing that tree in the paper. Well, you take part of your profit, you did make a profit. You go to the grocery store and you buy a can of beans. And the grocer in essence said, look, if you're going to buy my beans, I got to get some more. He goes to the wholesaler and said, hey, need more beans. Wholesaler said, if you go buy my beans, I got to get some more. He goes to the cannon and said, need more beans. They said, if you're going to buy my beans, I got to get some more. He goes to the farmer and said, need more beans. Farmer said, if you're going to buy my beans, I got to raise some more to do that. Got to get a new tractor. The one I got's all worn out. He goes down to the Emma dealer and said, hey, got to have a new tractor. Emma dealer said, man, if you're going to buy my tractor, I got to go to the factory and get another one because this is the last one. 
when I got, go to the factory and they say, man, if you're going to do that, I got to bring in iron, plastic, uh, seal, aluminum, lead, zinc, rubber, all of those things to manufacture that tractor. And every bit of that happened because one day you got out there and made a sale. And that's what you ought to tell people. Our economy is dependent on that. Now, since the economy is dependent on it, understand that your character is a critically important part of all of this. I'm not talking about making a sale. I'm talking about making a sale so you can make the next one, the next one, the next one, and the next one. That's why character is so important. Now, if that didn't light your fire about being in sales, well, as Zig would say, your wood is wet. I hope we have rekindled your passion for the world of selling, and you hold your head a little higher and your shoulders a little straighter as you enter the world today of proud salesperson. If someone should see you coming and say, here comes the salesman, then by all means, don't disappoint them. I'm Blake Lindsay. Until next week, live your life to the fullest. Ziggler. Ziggler. Ziggler.